Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. It is, it is so good to see you. So grateful that you have joined us this morning, that we together get to make much of Jesus. Now listen, we got a pretty full room today. Don't you know when it's rainy outside, church, you're supposed to stay home? right? Don't, didn't you know that? But you guys came out. I'm so grateful, thankful that you are here, especially those who are visiting with us. We are so honored to have you today. Maybe you're joining us online, and we're so grateful to have you as well. Excited about what the Lord is going to accomplish in this time, in this hour together. I hope today you have come with, a, with an anticipation, with an excitement of what God is going to do in this place, in your heart, and in your life. Let me ask you this as we open up this morning. You ever heard the phrase that that you've been on a first-name basis with somebody? You ever heard that phrase before? Really, that phrasing uh, speaks to a kind of a close, personal relationship with somebody else. When you're on a first-name basis, man, that means you're, you're pretty close to them, and it's a pretty good thing to be on a first-name basis with somebody most of the time. I read a story once about a young lieutenant he and his wife attended a ball for officers and their wives. And, and as that ball carried on and the menu and the dinner was to be had, all of a sudden the commanding general stood on the stage and gave a speech that seemed as if to that young lieutenant it would never end. A speech went on and on and on. I think some of y'all probably know what that's like listening to my sermons. But anyway, it just went on and on and on. And finally, he looked to a lady he didn't know sitting right next to him and said this, Can you believe this pompous old windbag? Will that guy ever shut up? Well, he thought he would find himself a pretty good audience with that lady next to him. But red-faced... That lady looked over at him and she was mad and she said, do you know who I am? And he began to fumble, well, no, he began to fumble around, I, I don't know who you are. She said, well, I am that pompous old windbag's wife. And man, listen, he froze for a moment. And then he thought this and he asked her, he said, well, do you have any idea who I am? And she said, no, sir, I don't. And he said, good, and he got out of that room as quick as he could, right? Hey, most of the time, it's good to be on a first-name basis with someone. And let me tell you something, believer, are you ready? It is not only desirable to be on a first-name basis with God. It is one of the greatest treasures, one of the greatest joys of our faith to be on a first-name basis with God. Well, today we're going to explore the personal, the divine name of God in the Old Testament, the name Yahweh, a name that we've already sung together. So turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Exodus chapter 3. And as you turn to Exodus chapter 3, I want to teach you something this morning. You may already know this, uh, but I want to talk about the three most popular names of God in the Old Testament and how you see them. In your Bibles, there's the name Elohim for God. It means the strong one. It speaks of God's power and His might. And it's translated in the Old Testament 
by the name God, G-O-D. Now, this name of God is used over 200 times in the Old Testament. Now, there's another popular name for God used in the Old Testament. It's, it's Adonai. Really, in the Hebrew, it's Adon. And here's what we find, that it's used 434 times. And how you know it's that name of God is it's spelled capital L with a lowercase o-r-d. It speaks that God is Lord, that He is the Master. And the very name that we land on today, the name Yahweh, it means this, it is the personal name, the divine name of God. It means I am. Now, this name of God, Adonai is used 434 times. Listen, this name of God, is used over 6,500 times in the Old Testament. The most popular of God's names. And it's spelled in your Bibles, and you'll find it whether you read in Exodus or the Psalms, all throughout the Old Testament, you know it is the personal and divine name of God when it is spelled with a capital L, capital O, capital R, and capital D. These are the most popular names of God, but today we are going to focus in, and this is my best attempt at writing Hebrew. Listen, it always happens. There's going to be a Hebrew scholar either in the room or watching online today. Don't you judge me, right? This was my weakest class by far, but this is what Yahweh looks like in the Hebrew, name, in the Hebrew language. The name Yahweh, the Lord. God. So where are we here in Exodus chapter 3? Well, let's catch up together. The book of Genesis ends with the story of Jacob's son, Joseph. Joseph, through the favor of God, has risen to the second most powerful position in all of Egypt under Pharaoh. You see, because of God's favor, Joseph was able to see a coming famine. And not only did he save his family, but he saved all of Egypt, and not only did he have favor with God, but he had favor with Pharaoh. But a problem came. Joseph died, that Pharaoh died, and there came a time where the new Pharaoh had no idea who Joseph was and really didn't care much. But as generations passed since Joseph's death, his family of 70 that was in Egypt... They took to heart God's command, be fruitful and multiply. And by the time we get to Exodus chapter 3, they number in the thousands, the tens of thousands, and some would even estimate into the millions. Man, they took that command of God pretty seriously. Well, as all this happened, the Pharaoh at the time of Exodus looked at the, the Israelite nation, the Hebrew people, looked at Jacob, Joseph's family, and they were too numerous for the Pharaoh. And so that Pharaoh, fearing their numbers, began to enslave them in Egypt. Began to push them and force them under harsh labor. So much so that the people of God began to cry out under their oppression. And what we find in Exodus chapter 3 is that God has heard their cry. God has heard their pleas for help. And he begins to enact a plan to raise up a leader by the name of Moses. You ready? A simple shepherd with a colorful past was going to raise up this, this Moses fella to lead his people out of Egypt and to set God's people free. 
So what we do in Exodus chapter 3 is we stand together with Moses before a bush on Mount Horeb. And it'll be there that we see a sight that is really incredible and unbelievable. There is a bush. It is on fire and yet it is not being consumed. Better yet, instead of standing with Moses this morning, we bow with Moses Because where he stands in Exodus chapter 3 is holy ground. It's holy because God meets with him there. God speaks to him there. God gives Moses his name there. And God calls Moses to set his people free there. And this is where we find ourselves in Exodus chapter 3. Listen to what God says from this burning bush that has yet to be consumed. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 10, here's what God says. So now, go Moses. I am sending you. Can we just stop there for a moment? Can I remind you of something this morning? That the God we serve is a God who sins. The God we serve is a God who sins. And so he says to Moses, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Go on to verse 13. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel. You ready? I am Yahweh. I am Yahweh has sent me to you. Say this to the people, the Lord, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. And by the way, this generation in here today, remembered and celebrated the personal divine name of God, which is Yahweh. You see, it's here at this burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 that God gifts Moses gifts his people with his personal name, Yahweh, which means I am, which means to be. In Isaiah 45, 5, the Bible says this, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh, and there is no other beside me. In Psalm 103, 8, we find this, that the Lord, or Yahweh, is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor does he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sin deserves or repay us according to our iniquities. What's in a name? You see, the name Yahweh means that God exists That He is ever-present. He is ever-faithful. He is ever-lasting. And He is ever-loving towards those who know and bear His name. Can I ask you something, church? When it comes to your name, what are you known for? I ran across a story of a show-and-tell and some young elementary kids. And time for show-and-tell came. And so the first boy by the name of Benjamin stood up in front of the class. He said, my name is Benjamin. I am Jewish. And here is the Star of David. And he showed the whole class the Star of David. Well, then a little girl followed after him. And she said, my name is Mary. And I'm a Catholic. And this is the Rosary. 
Well, the third one to go was a little boy by the name of Johnny. He said, hey, my name is Johnny. I'm a Baptist, and here's my casserole, right? Like, it, look, look, man, with our name comes the very things we are known for. What we find here in Exodus chapter 3 is that God himself wanted his people not only to know his name, but to know what he had been known for among his people in the generations, what he had done for them in the generations past. Well, you might say, well, Anthony, Yahweh's not a new name in the Old Testament. It's not. In fact, it is familiar to the generations before this time in Exodus. The name is first seen in Genesis 2-4. We saw that in the video. The name of Yahweh was used by Noah in Genesis 9, Abraham in Genesis 12. The name Yahweh was used by Jacob in Genesis 26 and Genesis 28 by Isaac. But what we find in Scripture is that his name, Yahweh, was not used in the biblical record after Jacob. It's nowhere to be found until this time in Exodus. What happens is it looks like that the very name of God had seemingly been lost to the Israelites to Moses. And hear me, the implications of that? Not knowing God's name meant that worship and prayer had been lost to the people as well. And yet here in Exodus 3, God gives Moses his name. Moses and God, if you will, are on a first name basis now. If Moses were to lead God's people out from underneath the oppressive hand of Pharaoh... They would need to buy into Moses, his leadership, and submit to his authority. Giving Moses his personal name, Yahweh, would signify to the Israelites that Moses was not working under the banner of a new God, but under the blessing and the authority of the God of their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so what's in a name this morning? Why is it important that Moses knew his name? Why is it important that we know his name? You see, being on a first name basis with God gives us credibility. He gave Moses credibility in the eyes of the people of Israel. You know, we've already studied this a little bit and we'll continue, but God has many names and titles throughout the Old Testament. And especially leading up to the time of Exodus, we find names like God Most High in Genesis 14, El Shaddai, or God Almighty in Genesis 17, El Rohi, the God who sees me in Genesis 16, and on and on. With all those titles and all of those names, being specific as to the personal name of God was beneficial. Now listen, culturally in that time, to pray to a God or to worship a God involved calling on his name, specifically naming him in both prayer and in worship. Now we, say, we see that played out. When it comes to Elijah, remember in Mount Carmel, he stands there with 450 prophets of Baal. It's an incredible scene where Elijah, really the only prophet of Yahweh, of the Lord, left. He asked of God to send fire down from heaven to consume the offering. And guess what? Spoiler alert, God did just that. And, and I love this part because we never mention this in VBS. And then Elijah goes with his sword and kills all 450 prophets. 
A scene from Braveheart, right? America! He goes and he takes care of business. As Elijah sets the sage for God to send down fire from heaven, Elijah spoke to those 450 prophets of the false god Baal. And in 1 Kings 18.24, this is what he says. Then you, watch this, call on the name of your God. And I will call on the name of the Lord. All caps, I will call on the name of Yahweh. And the God who answers by fire, He is God. And Yahweh proved Himself that day. Like Elijah, it was important for Moses to know God's name, his personal name, so that he could call on him and he could rally all the other Israelites to call on his name as well. You see, Yahweh gave Moses credibility. It gave him street cred with his people. And i got to ask, where does your credibility come from? The name given to you at birth? Or does your credibility come from another another name that you bear and that you now bear because you've been born again? Hey, not only did being on a first name basis with God give Moses credibility, but it also gave Moses confidence. Hey, take a look at Moses' insecurity. In this whole entire conversation with God, while talking with Yahweh, listen to what Moses said. Who am I? In verse 11 of chapter 3. What should I tell them in verse 13 of chapter 3? What if they don't believe me in chapter 4 verse 1? I have never been eloquent in chapter 4 verse 10. Please send somebody else in chapter 4 verse 13. How many times has God called you to do something? We pray prayers just like that. God, would you please send somebody else? Moses asked him of that. We find here in the text... Moses was riddled with insecurity. And yet God's name, Yahweh, would provide him the very confidence he needed to lead the Israelites to face down the most powerful leader on the planet and in Pharaoh and demand of him on behalf of God, set my people free. Where is your confidence found today? Hey, better yet, who is your confidence found in? You know, the truth is in our culture, man, we put confidence in everything and anything at times but Jesus. We put confidence in the way we look. Because if I'm not pretty enough, if I am not perfect enough, if I'm not handsome enough, then I have little to no worth. We put confidence in things today, such as how we are viewed in the eyes of other people. We let other people determine the level of confidence we have. And and so we spend our whole lives trying to please people, never doing so, by the way, because you can't please everybody. But we spend our whole life trying to find our confidence in how other people see us. And we miss out on how God sees us. We put confidence in our money. We put confidence in our possession, in our positions, our popularity. See, so many times our confidence is found in the name we try to make for ourselves rather than bearing the name of the very one who gave himself for us. You ready? Yahweh. 
was Moses' confidence? Who's your confidence? Where's your confidence found? Hey, but not only being on a first-name basis with God did it give Moses credibility, did it give him confidence, but we also know this, that it gave Moses courage. Courage to stand before Pharaoh, who considered himself a God, who could have put to death Moses before him. Between Exodus 4 and 14, there is recorded some 20-plus times, 20 occasions where the Pharaoh resisted the command of God to set his people free. And that command was communicated by Moses. C consider this. Moses was a simple shepherd hiding in Midian. Yet Yahweh made him into a strong spokesman, heralding his message to Pharaoh. Let my people go. What's in a name? Proverbs 18, verse 10. The Bible says that the name of the Lord... The name of Yahweh. It's a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is saved. You see, Yahweh for Moses was a place Moses ran to. When his leadership was challenging and when people challenged his leadership. You see, Yahweh for Moses was his strong tower, his safety net. Thus, Yahweh was Moses' courage. Hey, let me ask you a question. Is your faith today defined by courage or by cowardice? Now, we all look good sitting here this morning. We had the courage to face the rain and come to church today. But what does our faith look like in the most important hours of the rest of this week? You might ask, well, Anthony, listen, how is it that I could be courageous in my faith? Well, maybe just today, maybe it's important for you to be simply reminded of this truth. That through faith, you ready? You are on a first name basis with God. Sometimes I think we forget that. You, you're on a first name basis with Him. You have a personal relationship with him. You are on a first name basis with the great I am. And you might say, Really? Really? How am I on a first name basis with Yahweh, with the Lord, with the creator of the heavens and the earth? You might say, In Exodus chapter 3, Moses had that bush that was on fire thing going on. What do I have? Hey, can I share with you some good news? Moses may have had a bush that was on fire kind of thing going on in Exodus chapter 3, but you have something far greater. You have a belief that comes by faith in Jesus Christ. People say, man, if I just had burning bushes in my life, I would know exactly what the plan of God is. I'm going to tell you something. If all we ever had were burning bushes, we would never need faith to follow after him. Believer, we have something far better than a bush that was on fire, and that is a belief in Jesus Christ, the great I am himself. You say, what's in the name? Listen to Revelation chapter 1, verse 4. 
As John begins to write to the seven churches in the province of Asia, he writes this, grace and peace to you. Now watch. Listen to how he describes Jesus. From him who is and who was and who is to come. John gives an incredible description of the name and the person of Yahweh. But you might say this, Anthony, we're no longer in the Old Testament. Right. You see, John is describing Jesus, who is Yahweh, who is God clothed in flesh, according to John chapter 1. Listen to what Jesus would say in John chapter 8, verse 58. They're questioning him. The religious leaders are questioning him on his credibility, on his testimony. And listen to what Jesus says. And by the way, these are fighting words back in that day with the religious community. He says, very truly I tell you in verse 58, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. Before Abraham was born, all the way back in the Old Testament, I am. You know what's amazing about this verse? Jesus owned the name Yahweh, thus calling himself God. Jesus is the I am. In fact, Jesus gave seven I am statements validating himself to be Yahweh. In John 6.35, he said, I am the bread of life. In John 8.12, he said, I am the light of the world. In John 10.7, I am the door of the sheep. In John chapter 11, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. In John chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. In John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And in John 15, 1 and 5, I am the vine. All titles, all names, and descriptions that belong to Yahweh alone. How are we on a first name basis? With God, we are because of Jesus, who is Yahweh in the flesh. And so again, believer, I ask you, where is your credibility, your confidence, your courage found? Is it in the name that you were born with? Is it in the name that you're trying to to make for yourself? Or is it in the name that you bear since you have been born again by faith in Jesus? This morning, are you on a first name basis with Yahweh? Do you have a personal, a powerful relationship to Yahweh in the flesh? Jesus Christ. You say, I don't know how. To be on a first name basis with God. I love this in John 1.12. To those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You ready? Just like Moses, we, great, we gain our credibility. We garner our confidence. We gather our courage in Christ, who is the great I am. No matter the pharaohs we face that try to destroy us, no matter the sin that seeks to enslave us, no matter the insecurities that try to sideline us, We know and bear the great I am's name. And Jesus, Yahweh in the flesh, embodies these truths. These truths. That Jesus is ever-present. He is ever-faithful. He is everlasting, And He is ever-loving. 
towards you, his church, and his followers. I want to close with this this morning. Perhaps you remember the incredible, the great story of Helen Keller, the deaf, mute, and blind woman. Absolutely no capacity within herself to communicate with the outside world until Anne Sullivan spent hour upon hour, days upon days, to unlock communication with Helen. Well, there's one day that Anne Sullivan, she began to communicate with Helen Keller about who God was. To begin to teach Helen Keller God's name. And here's what Helen communicated in response to Annie Sullivan and her attempts to teach her about God. Here's what Helen Keller said. I know about him. I just didn't know his name. I knew there was a God, but I just didn't know His name. Hey, believer, good news today. We know His name. You and I might have been given a name at birth. We may have spent seasons trying to make a name for ourselves, but this morning, by faith, we bear His name because we have been born again. The very great I am is the name we bear. The name of Jesus. Now here's a question number one. Are you on a first name basis with God through faith in Christ? Do you know Him? Has He saved you? And here's the second question. Believer, where is your credibility? Where is your confidence, your courage found? Guys, I'm going to tell you, most of us will spend our lifetime trying to make a name for ourselves rather than simply bearing the name of the great I Am Himself. Believer, where is your credibility, your confidence, your, your, confidence, your courage found? Who is it found in? It is my hope that it is found in the great I Am. Yahweh in the flesh. Jesus Christ. Helen Keller said, I, I know about Him. I just didn't know His name. Praise God this morning, you now know His name. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services. If you'd like to give to support our ministry, you can do that at our website. That's connectchurchpf.com. Hope you enjoyed and have a great week.